All right, welcome. Yeah, I don't. I shouldn't start with saying the word all right. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love a fake start. It makes me laugh every time. Hey, welcome now. Fuck this. <laughs> welcome, boys and girls, to Optimus Prime Time. More than meets your ears. Episode three. Uh, I'm Craig Mahoney, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host Justin Murray. Justin, how the heck are you? Oh, I'm doing delightful. I hope everybody else is doing great. Just enjoying the, what if you go by the intro of the episode, the final episode of Transformers. <laughs> yeah. The the conclusion to the miniseries, uh, More Than yep. Meets the Eye Part 3, uh, will be going over today. I mean, we certainly hope you all enjoyed your holiday, whichever one you're celebrating. But, you know, let's, sure, be, yeah. let's face Whenever it. You're let's face to this. it. For most of you, that was probably Christmas. <laughs> sure. If you're listening to this a couple of years, it could be Arbor Day. Hanukkah, it could be your birthday. Kwanzaa, yeah. Yeah, just whatever your most recent holiday is, congratulations on that shit. I actually, I just became apparently a member of the New Jersey Arbor Day Foundation. That literally just happened in the last few days. Oh, wow. I don't know how I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, I just became a parent. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty big no. news for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was very, very bad. I just, you know, I decided to adopt Christmas. Yeah, you you know. know, the baby That's Jesus good. inspired me. <laughs> no because i right, give and- i give to the world wildlife i'm a member of the world wildlife fund i'm a member of the wildlife conservation society based in new york and the american museum of natural history and i think i filled out a petition or something and put my name and address on like pollutant plastics in the ocean or something and uh or and i don't know if they got my name off one of those lists or the petition but i now get shit in the mail like two or three times a week about various you know ecological con- conservation efforts and i got some new jersey arbor day thing and they're like congratulations you're a member and you're, they're congratulating me in advance for hopefully filling out this survey and uh sending them money <laughs> well listen everybody let's all let's all send uh, craig a congratulations email for his appointment to the arbor day council <laughs> so <laughs> kids, you know stuff. by supporting this podcast and by telling your friends to listen and hopefully you know you know if you if, just Spreading the word and hopefully putting more money in my pocket, you're actually helping the greater good. That's right. You know, you know a percentage of that goes to help yeah, that's not right. non-human life forms the world over. And trees make oxygen. So really, if you and, don't if you don't invest in Craig, you're yes. second, you're uh, suffocating yourself. Yes. So. And and as Transformers fans, if there's one thing you know you should enjoy, it's non-human life forms. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of supporting the the podcast, supporting what this this podcast is sponsored by me. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am a uh, artist. I do a lot of geek art, do sports art, various things, and you can check out all my stuff over at craigmahoney.com. Uh, I'll have my online store is launching this week. And what I'm going to do is every week there will be a new piece of Transformers art. You can either buy it'll be either an original drawing or painting. Uh, something new for everyone to check out, or I might put a new design over on my Tee Public shop. But that'll be a different one every week, and I can't tell you who this week's is yet because <laughs> we record these in advance, so I don't entirely <laughs> know. Dude, and Craig's artwork is amazing. I don't know if you have uh, he, I, he's, I commissioned a photo or a painting from Craig. It was like the greatest thing in my entire house. Oh, we have to post that. Yeah. Yeah, we got to put that up. Dude. You it's as good. as uh, Jetfire or Skyfire again, depending on yes. whether it's the uh, toy or the robot we're talking about, toy or the cartoon. Speaking of the cartoons, so we are we are back in a, 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 a what is almost a literal cliffhanger. Yeah, is at the end true. of the at the end of the last episode, then the, in the ruby crystal mines of Burma. Oh yeah, of course. Wheeljack's Wheeljack's bomb <laughs> blows everybody up. Like it, I I I guess Bumblebee and, and Sparkplug went into this mine, 
mm-hmm. to try it's and. That, it's odd that Wheeljack solution is just to blow the whole fucking thing up. You know what I mean? And it's and it's odd that he just does it for sixty seconds and expects something to get in and out in time. Yeah, that's true. And so, they obviously they clearly kill Roller even though he's somehow alive. <laughs> but like it, clearly, yeah, yeah. clearly he's dead. And then the way Optimus Prime talks about Roller, it sounds like he's autonomous, right? Because he's like, oh, is Roller okay? Oh, yeah. he's a tough Autobot. But Roller's if you think about that, that's pretty fucked up because that means that is a thinking, sentient life form who lives its entire life in a fucking trailer and never leaves. He never leaves, can't turn into anything. He's a transformer, doesn't transform. How miserable must that be? You know what I mean? So this episode goes out to Roller, man. I feel bad for you. Yeah, yeah, he's got it slightly better. He's a, yeah, he's actually got it worse than like you know, the laser beaks and ravages of the world. Dude, so much worse. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those guys get to turn into tapes and relax. You know, mm-hmm. Ravage can run around. <laughs> shitty six wheels. Just a shitty, <laughs> shitty car in a garage. It's all yep. rollers with R2, with borrowed R2D2 sound effects. Yeah, exactly. So he we is, find out our, we find out rollers survive. They, they untip. Well, first it, it ends with, it ends with yeah, with Optimus rolling down the cliff. The, oh, he goes from this explosion and, uh, and and then and so what's actually a pretty decent uh, bit of animation where they actually because uh, one of the hardest things to convey in animation is weight. And they actually do a good job of showing them all having a really hard tra- hard time trying to tip uh, oh, Optimus true, yeah. back over. But yeah, so Optimus, and then there's a lot of uh, grunting from Peter Cohen. Yep, when he slowly transforms, what is a pretty pathetic transformation. Yeah. And, really gonna... <laughs> so does this mean that like the Transformers get muscle ache and strain? I don't know. Yeah, because if it's a pain in the ass to do that, it seems like he's literally like. I think I can. Dude, I know. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. I don't know. And he does, and everyone's happy. Yep, he's kind of, he's pretty much okay. And that, by the way, once he like goes through that transformation, he's like, "Nah, I'm fine. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. It's no all worries. good." He's and like, then, he's like, well, at least the Decepticons are gone forever. A mistake that he and Megatron make over and over again throughout this series. It's like, oh, dude, <laughs> they're they so eager for the other one to be dead, they just cannot <laughs> wait. It happens. It actually happens both in both the episodes yeah. I watched today. <laughs> They literally like any. They take the, the the victory at any battle to automatically mean the victory of the entire war. Yep, and the other person's dead immediately. Yeah, they no, what happened like, to them? Despite so, the fact that they we we already know the whole reason they're on Earth is because they survived a a spaceship crash for four million years in different parts and still were able to come back. But a cave in uh, yeah. is like, nah, they're done. They're gone forever. That's it. Dude. And the Decepticons show, again, their superiority by getting out of the mountain themselves. They don't need anyone else's fucking help. They just shoot yeah, the right out of that shit. Like, oh, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, the guy with the giant cannon attached to his arm. Just yeah. No, just get the fuck out of there. And uh, Ironhide gives chase, which is a pretty dumb idea. And then after that, uh, Blue Streak goes after him. And this is pretty awesome because this is our first time we see Blue Streak. Uh, yeah. Blue Streak is confusing as shit because he doesn't have any blue on him at all. No. Uh, he was he renamed he Silver Streak first. for a brief time in the late 90s, but then they went back to Blue Streak. Uh, fun fact, there was never a blue version of that toy. Uh, they just fucked that up because the uh, whatever, like the originally when they were setting up the characters, the the printing came out wrong or something like that. But there was some really? reason that like they named him Blue Streak even though he was fucking silver. Even more confusing changed. is how Casey Kasem doesn't even try to make his voice sound different than the one he does no. for Cliff Jumper. Dude, 100%. <laughs> he's doing so streak. He's just using the exact same Casey Kasem angry, yelling voice that he yeah, does for Cliff true. Jumper. <laughs> that's actually <laughs> exact 100%. Same one. And what's really great is the... Um, I don't know if they were running out of... If they were running a little low on budget here towards the end you know, of this third episode, because there's a lot. There's like, there's like a good few seconds of 
screen time where it's just a still of Ironhide and a still of Blue Streak in their oh, yeah. Superman flying pose with just the same background of clouds passing yeah, by. The rolling the cloud background. <laughs> literally, we, uh, literally we just see... looking at a still for like seconds oh, yeah. of, screen, of screen time. Yeah, it's, it's a while. Uh, and then we see Skywarp uses a super overpowered power. Which, which he could use to kill every single member of the Autobots and Decepticons and take over. But hey, why scoot nice? Yeah, he just teleports back and shoots Ironhide in the ass. And then uh, yet again, we see, I think for the third time in three episodes, we see a Transformer saving another one from drowning, which uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. And also that lake is about the size of a Buick. So, like, I'm pretty sure he could just stand up. Like, it's not. Yeah, they just walked right out. Yeah, it's really small. Like, I don't know. How that works, but thank God that uh, Ironhide didn't drown with his lungs that he doesn't have. And uh, we get to see more of the whole like uh, the, the 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 things that you see in this miniseries that don't really go on through the rest of the series is one the Autobots mm-hmm. being able to fly like Superman. Yep. Uh, and which it makes sense. I think I don't know. Well, I don't know why they got rid of that for the series. I think they were just like, well, you know, we're going to make it different. The Autobots are cars. They drive. And then the Decepticons are planes and fly. Except, of course, Megatron and Soundwave. Yeah. Who I guess exactly. you just have to be like, all right, we're going to make them still able to fly like Superman because it would just be weird if every time they just, you know, they either had to transform or get carried by the planes or they're just walking. I don't know. Yep. It's also it's a byproduct of not knowing, like, where things are going to go, because obviously, like. It's not tenable to have that be a thing like the Autobots can't fly and the Decepticons can because like that works in the first season when there's like 25 total people. But like, you know, by season three, there's like 60 or 70 different Autobots and Decepticons and you can't then have like, well, you know, because like fucking, you know, but Devastator is a bunch of dump trucks and shit. Like, why can he fly? It doesn't make any sense. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but the other thing we see a lot of here is, uh, again, the uh all the Autobots have in the like the little Swiss Army Autobots where they can all and and, and even Decepticons where they can all you know just oh, yeah. part part of their arm transforms and it's like oh uh, Ironhide has a drill in his forearm yeah. Ironhide and, has uh, a drill Ratchet has a net he's a fucking net he can shoot out yeah well, that's, that's, that's the next episode that's the next episode oh is it yeah sorry <laughs> but, yeah there's yeah, a lot of then, uh, uh, but Jazz has the grappling hook where he saves he saves his robot friends from drowning. Oh, yeah, that's true. They don't drown. Uh, we do see Spike uh, hanging out in his journal some more, which is another thing they only do in the first three episodes, Spike's journal, which uh, yeah, actually seems might like have a pretty hefty s- security risk. But, that, uh, <laughs> that actually might have been something, an interesting way to keep going with this. Year. I'm surprised they didn't do that as a way to yeah. sort of book each episode, you know, kind of, you know, here's what happened today or something there. Give that little well, outsider like, the from the Autobots episodes, pal, Jimmy Olsen. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, the he first two episodes are really the only Jimmy ones. Olsen. Transformers, him yeah. and him and Bumblebee <laughs> always just going to get in trouble and needed to get rescued. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. And this is like the only time these three episodes are really the only time they deal with the fact that like Transformers exist in the world and have to deal with people. And almost for the most of the rest of the series, if they're not going back in time, <laughs> then they're <laughs> like always in the desert in the middle of nowhere, and there's rarely any people around, and they can't really decide whether people and know Transformers exist or not. But right now, in this in this one three-episode arc, they're going to like actually kind of stick to reality somewhat. You know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of which, I think, are, are they located somewhere? I think they're located somewhere near you. It looks like they're in Monument yeah. Valley. In well, yeah, exactly. They're supposed to be 
It's supposed to be an organ, but it looks like Bryce Canyon to me, like or something like that. It's kind of some big. It's a place. very yeah, generic it's... Pacific Northwest because we also do see them in this episode. And I think in the beginning of the next episode, that Autobot base, which is right there in a desert, like a very Monument Valley type desert, uh, is also right by the sea. Oh yeah, and a city. It's like they're all within about two minutes. Yeah. As are the ruby mines of Burma, apparently, because they yeah, able to drive all the way to Burma. <laughs> Take a spin to Burma. And spark um, plug, you know, spark plug. That in the last episode, he's like, "Oh, I used to work in these mines. I want, I want a series of just the, the spark plug traveling the world, taking on these odd manual uh, yeah. labor jobs for the, the year." That's there's sequel. your there's your CW uh, like Transformers prequel. You know how uh, series. You know how like the Fox and the CW or whoever they love doing these series based on. On uh, well, oh, sci-fi. They don't want to have Krypton, but they love doing these series based on properties, but without the single most famous part of the prop property, the IP in it. So I could see that a Spark Plug prequel series with yeah. no Transformers. The, the manual labor <laughs> adventures of Spike, the 17-year-old world globe-trotting <laughs> miner. <laughs> Fuck he is. <laughs> getting into drunken brawls. Oh yeah, that'd be great, dude. <laughs> Spike after Spike after a couple years. It's been a while since they left. Um, <laughs> uh, we get to see it is. We also get to see Hound uh, for some reason being a huge dick to Ravage, just for no reason, dude. Like really, I gotta hey. be honest. The Autobots don't look great in this whole three episode arc. Like <laughs> the um, Hound is well, you know, he's he's an American military uh, vehicle. <laughs> what was uh? He, he, maybe uh, maybe he gets a little a little uh. Prescient, uh, you know, it's the, the 80s. It was before the, the Iraq War, but there's a little Abu Ghraib going on there. Yeah, exactly. He's like, hey, you know, we haven't even started the torture yet. Uh, so he's taunting Ravage being a huge dick. Uh, and then one of, uh, I think Mirage says he wants a, what was it? A hound Hound wants Mirage to make him a house with a four-car garage. That, was, which, that might be the strangest line in the entire series. It's like, so yeah. weird, dude. Like, what the fuck? You have like, a do they do they have houses on Cybertron and they sleep in the garage? <laughs> yeah, why would you have a garage? Because aren't you the fucking car? Like, isn't the whole house the garage? Like, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, are you driving a different car to work? Does that car also transform? <laughs> Is it slave labor? And so many One questions, controller. dude. And also, it also implied that there was some sort of like, uh, you know, keeping up with the Joneses on Cybertron. <laughs> it's like, yeah. um, Mirage can't afford a four car garage. That's crazy. How did he? I guess he got promoted. I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> so. Doesn't make any sense. But again, that's like the classic. Throughout the entire series, we get weird sayings that make no sense from intergalactic <laughs> robots. Well, in this one, we get the uh, the the great quote from Megatron to Starscream that uh, you know stars. And this is it. Really, Starscream's just blatantly like he tries to murder Megatron and then somehow yeah, still like... stays part of the team. But we get the great line from Megatron about Starscream being unable to lead androids to a picnic. Yes, which I thought was just regular old androids, not ant droids. And then I was like, I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. No, you're right. Because after, after like a few minutes, I was like, oh, that makes – because their structure is basically to take an old Earth saying and just like throw techno shit on top of it. So that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, it does be like, what are ant droids? Like, but the, the, writer, the writer of this, the entire first uh, three-part miniseries, George Arthur Bloom, uh, he's done a lot of kids stuff uh, through the 80s up until now. For a lot of yeah. it, for Nelvana, the Canadian company. But before that, he worked a lot in. Uh, he wrote for a lot of sitcoms, and uh, and variety shows. He wrote for the Dean Martin roasts. No the way. Julie, the Julie Andrews uh, Hour, uh, Glenn Campbell's Share. Uh, 
TV series. But he also wrote for Chico and the Man, Starsky and Hutch, Welcome Back, Cotter. Oh, yeah, dude, Jesus. That's and then, crazy. Uh, yeah, a couple episodes of Too Close for Comfort I'm seeing here on his uh, IMDb. And then all of a sudden, uh, in the 80s, he he does the he starts with, with My Little Pony and then the Transformers. And then that's it. It doesn't look like he ever does anything live action with adults oh, again. Oh, shit, really? That's his life, yeah. Maybe yeah, he figured well. this was easier. Or he also the whole the uh, the whole variety show format kind of dried up a little bit. But yeah, I'm like the androids in a picnic. I can definitely see that that is a that is a share variety hour. <laughs> oh yeah, right there. It is a fucking elbow. Ugh, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they they let so they let Ravage escape. They have a pretty good plan set up. The Autobots. They they're gonna let Ravage escape and then tell Megatron about this fake base they're gonna set up. So they can ambush Megatron. That's the idea. Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. and Hound is going to use this, this, incredible, this incredible, incredibly powerful hologram technology where he can literally create an entire base. Yeah, but he doesn't. You know, it's funny. The base is a fucking metal slab. There's no buildings. There's nothing. It's a it's a metal <laughs> slab in the desert. And then their big genius plan is to dress up all the Legends characters, like the small Transformers, in lab coats. Which those guys are still like 20 feet tall. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like. It doesn't really work, and then so then the uh, the uh, the Decepticons show up. Uh, it turns out they're not tricked whatsoever. The Decepticons apparently made another entire army of Decepticons out of <laughs> shitty tinfoil that works <laughs> and part. talks. Yeah, they, they they man, there was a lot of effort on on both sides here to outsmart oh, yeah. and trick the other one. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of rug pulling. There's a lot of uh, twists in this episode. That's true. Yeah, there is a lot of shit going all around. So the Decepticons double double trick them. Um, I, can, I can imagine my six year old mind originally watching this on on uh, on television, nineteen eighty four, being pretty blown away by it all. Dude, I remember I remember watching this as a kid and being like, you know, the Decepticons are definitely gonna win this war. Like these guys <laughs> are fucking blowing it. Like, because as a kid, I remember watching these first three well, dude, and I remember being like, Optus Prime looks awesome, and then he gets bitched out in episode two, and you're like, Jesus, I guess, Jesus, okay. And then, like, <laughs> then they just run circles around in this episode. I was like, wow, these guys have a tall order. I don't know if they're going to win. They really kind of fucked up. Like, and then, like, only we're only a couple episodes away from Devastator, which as a kid, I was like, well, what the fuck? Now what are they going to do? I mean, they're already dumber. They can't fucking fight. And then like, this giant is going to double up. <laughs> well, Devastator, is Devastator in season one or is he season two? He's season one, end but he's towards end the of end. season one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dev- we get Devastator. We get the Dinobots this season, and I think those are the last. Dinobots, two. Dinobots come fairly early. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah, they they pretty much just right in the middle. It's like, hey, kids, di- you love dinosaurs, right? Yeah, no, that was uh, that was smart. I remember, like, dude, back in the eighties, the Dinobots were the shit, though. They were like by far the most uh, popular ones. I remember. I, that I, well. I had I had Grimlock, uh, the actual for sure, and then uh, I don't remember who else. I had one or two others. I also <laughs> I. Well, well, we could talk about this more when we get into the Dinobots episodes. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we, actually, we can say that because we still have a lot of pl- – it's amazing the amount of we plot do. they cram into each one of these little episodes. Especially- I, first of all, I, lo- I love the fact that Hound, for some reason, has a little hook on his hip for the key. Oh, yeah. He yeah, has like a little, like, off. janitor's key thing in there. Well, but, it, like but, Hound- they just, but they just have ra- but they just have Ravage in a cage with a regular key with all their – Technical know-how, I just, I just found that hilarious. Well, I don't want to, like, get stuck on this scene, because, you know, we do have, like... But, like, I just... There was so much stuff in this particular scene. Like, Optimus has made this plan to, like, let Ravage escape, but he didn't tell Hound, 
And then Hound just lets him escape by accident because he's that fucking stupid. And then he chases him. And then he comes back. He's like, oh, we lost him. And Optimus is but like, is, oh, don't is that what happened or were they all just acting and playing the part? I, I thought don't they know. were all acting, but then when they come out, they're like legit. He's like, oh, no, he's gone. I'm like, well, why would you say that? He's not fucking here anymore. You could just be like, hey, it works. <laughs> and then Optimus is like, no, it's all good. This is all part of my plan. I didn't tell you about it, Hound, because you're such a fuck up. I mean, if I told you, you'd fuck that up. So the plan was he, you'd fuck it up, and I just relied on you to fuck up. He Admiral Holdo to them. Yeah, he did. He did. He also beats up uh, He beats up uh, Rumble and then acts like it's awesome, and Rumble comes up to his fucking kneecaps. So I'm like, <laughs> it's more embarrassing you get fucked up by Rumble. He actually gives episode. him a couple of solid lefts in the solar plexus. Yeah. Like, he gets a couple of really good body shots. But what's great is that, speaking this, again, this is another, to, uh, more to my previous point of them uh, running low, I think, their animation budget, is there's a shot where they he has his hand at it. They have their hand at each other's throats. And Hound is saying, I owe you for back at Sherman Dam. But you can tell it's reusing the same animation or the same exact shots because there's a blue water background and there's actually like water bubbles coming up around them like there was when they were fighting. Ah, I didn't even notice that. Water. Did I? Yeah. And uh, and also one other thing, they there's three Optimus Prime transformations in this episode and they're all the exact same animation. And the shot is like taken at his crotch level looking up and he's really like a lot rounder and puffier and kind of looking a bit more like 90s anime, whatever. Oh and, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And they use that kind of exact same shot three yep. the same shot three different times in that same episode. So they were clearly the budget. There it was either they were getting close to deadline or the budget was stretching thin when they got to this episode. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of animation padding. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if for these three, they didn't know if they were gonna have a show or not, so they just like kind of you know hobbled them together and like. Yeah. You know, ended it in such a way where it's like it could just be a one shot. Yet, kind- yet in the final battle, when they go and get them, when they're at, uh, you know, before their 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 space cruiser, and again, I love that it's a cruiser. Like oh, they're yeah. just gonna, they're going in style. They're lounging, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they got a they, there's a uh, there's a bar on board. I'm sure. So, but yeah, absolutely, We're there's a, there's a lot of great animated shots in that segment that that end up, you know, a lot of the end credits. You know, all those scenes of the transformations and the fights and stuff are all and uh, all come from that battle at the end where there's a lot of cool stuff in it. And you yeah, can, yeah, it's a good battle. Yeah. And so it was just I think I, I don't know. I wonder if it was more just, uh, you know, coming up against deadline or whatever. But it definitely seems like this as opposed to the previous two episodes. There's a lot of just recycled animation. And again, there's a whole action scene where it's just a still of Ironhide and a still of Blue Streak <laughs> against the movie. Yeah. Around. That is true, dude. For like a minute. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so the Decepticons win again, and they uh, yes. get away, which is actually pretty bad news. Uh, <laughs> like it does seem pretty fucked. And then Optimus gets a side swipes jetpack. Here's an interesting fact: uh, Sideswipe wasn't supposed to have a jetpack. That was supposed to be Sunstreaker, because Sunstreaker has all that shit in his back. Yeah. So that's why they wrote that in the description. But then they fucked up the. They mixed them up. So like that's why. In the show, Sideswipe has a backpack, even though his toy doesn't have room for it. It never fucking doesn't make any sense, but um, yeah, so they the first side swipes... and last time we ever see that. And it's it's interesting because um, you know, we see the Autobots flying. So I guess in order to fly fast enough to yep. keep up with a with a with a Star Cruiser, Optimus needs the jetpack because we've yep. seen them fly. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is interesting because you could tell in the original design they weren't meant to be able to fly, and that's why he has the he's like the one who can or whatever. But yeah. I mean, also obviously like. You know, we're going to get Skyfire in a couple episodes and that's going to fuck everything up. Like it all, you know, this, that's why they I think that's why they abandoned the who can fly and who can't because it was going to solve itself 
later yeah. on anyway, you know. So, um, but yeah, so Optimus goes after the Nemesis. Uh, shockingly, does not catch them. <laughs> Falls from the atmosphere to Earth. So like, what that Red Bull guy parachuted, he just fucking takes that fall like it's nothing. Yeah, uh, he takes it. He takes it pretty much like a champ. Dude, he breaks up like a rock when he lands on it. And he's like, well, that sucked anyway. I was like, Jesus, dude. So he falls from atmosphere, and they're like, well, we're fucked. Uh, but then they're all like, where's Mirage? He was on the motherfucking ship, y'all. That's right, because he's invisible. Doing his and, Ma- and Mirage thing. is the, uh, you know, Mirage is like the the, the sort of um, pacifist who's missing home and wants to, uh, you know, wants to get back there, and and yet he's the one who ends up saving the day. Yep, that's true. Uh, you get to see some more Swiss Army knife because after he shoots up the control panel, Skywarp uh, brings out his uh, fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. One of the um, multiple the Skywarps way, in this episode. Again, it, this is another episode where all of a sudden there's there's multiple Seekers. There are multiple yep. Skywarps. There's a gray one. There's uh, that only exists, you know, in, in the ruby mines of Burma and when they're attacking oh, yeah. the rocket fuel base. And then we never see them again ever. And I don't know and if there's like, clones of the other Seekers or like, oh, yeah. whatever. I have no idea. Well, there's also a bunch of reflectors in that wide battle scene they show. Yeah. There's like six reflectors in there. So those were the two reflector and the seekers were the ones that they like. You I know, guess at some point they were like they were like Jesus. We got like 25 Autobots and seven Decepticons. How the hell we get? <laughs> I was just lost in translation. Apparently they sent them to another country to like color them in and animate them and stuff. So like they didn't understand what the fuck they were supposed to do because they couldn't yeah. like this is before you know so they didn't like they had broken translated stuff in the letters so they would just like fuck up or add guys or. Be like, I guess the Jets are around, so they'd have, like, you see, for, I think, the whole first two seasons, you see a lot of Seekers that are, like, kind of a light purple color, and they're just everywhere. But that happens a lot. Um, and then, while they're on the ship, uh, Starscream shoots Mirage, and then Megatron shoots Starscream, which is kind of awesome. Well, it's great, because <laughs> Starscream is, um, Star Starscream is clearly, you know, he's going to make his move right there. He's going to assassinate Megatron. And Megatron, for yep. some reason, uh, no, because he, um... He lost his 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 arm cannon during the battle, and then Optimus says, "Well, now it's just you and me, Megatron." And they go to like just duke it out with their fists, which is odd because in the previous episode we saw that one can like have they could have like an energy accident, an energy mace. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> they want, but yeah, they I decide we're just good. gonna pound each other now that he doesn't have his arm cannon. And then I guess he picked it up and brought it on the ship, but never reattached it to his arm because once Mirage kind of distracts. Uh, distracts uh starscream you see you see actually megatron reach over grab his cannon and put it back on his arm (laughs) and then he goes to blow starscream away it's amazing so yeah that's uh this is starscream is a failed yet again although kind of kind of a good plan on his part good timing shit's all going crazy um can't pull the trigger fucking starscream let everybody down (laughs) he's got a he's you know uh He's got to talk. He's, he should have just shot he right does. away. He does have to let everybody know. Yeah, um, he's got to have his big moment. He's, you know, he's a bit of a drama queen. He is. He's very. He's also, <laughs> like you were saying earlier, he's incredibly excited for Megatron to be dead. So you'll see throughout the whole season, he's like, Megatron trips and falls. He's like, guy's dead. I'm, I'm in charge now. You guys saw him dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Megatron, or sorry, Mirage, after shooting that shit up, just jumps out, uh, falls from the same, uh, same height as uh, Optimus. But for some reason, Mirage has a parachute. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, which is kind of weird. Is that, is that the, but I think that might actually be, uh, there might be a pretty decent reason for that because wouldn't his, his he's a Formula One race car, right? Don't they have oh, that's right. parachutes? Yeah, you know, uh, they don't. Uh, funny it's cars like do. Funny cars, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's closer though. I can see what you're saying. That's not crazy. 
maybe. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? It works. And then and then there's a lot of cheering. A lot of cheering, yeah, a lot so of arm raising. This gets weird. Like the last two minutes really pick things up and go in a weird direction that we don't see again. Uh, yes. Decepticons crash in the ocean immediately. Like the second they break the water, Optimus is like, well, they're definitely dead. They're 100% dead. There's no way he's not dead. I don't know why he wouldn't be dead. So they're 100% sure yes. the Decepticons are dead. And then it goes really We don't need quick. to go they're check like, for a body. Let's just assume. No, just dead. And then he's like, well, let's go fix up the ship. And we get Spike to fucking Cybertron. Spike's like, hell yeah. And the next scene is Spike writing in his journal. A bunch of stuff happens in a very short period of time. Apparently, they've already finished the repairs in the ship, and they're ready to go to Cybertron. They're just about ready to go. Because all, all the countries of the world, every single yes. one of them agreed to pitch in and help and get the Autobots back to Cybertron. Which is crazy. So, like, that's that whole thing, like, that comes out of uh, Spike's journal, and it's fucking huge. Because it means that they all know Transformers are real. Yeah, they yeah. all agreed to help. Which I do agree, I, I believe that, because they're like, get these things the fuck out of here. Get them like, out of here. Jesus Christ, do you see what these things can do? Like, what if there's a giant scorpion, or God forbid, a fucking huge dinosaur? He's gonna fuck up the entire planet, dude. <laughs> fuck this shit. So they're like, no, it's cool. Well, like, they're all like, little, we'll help you out. The Decepticons just... are just in the ocean. We don't need to go worry about or check on them or money. Oh, yeah, why bother? <laughs> yeah, don't even send a fucking submarine or just pee in the water. But, um... Well, just scuba divers, I mean, they're only about a mile off the shore. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, and that's kind of where it ends, dude. It like ends with Spike explaining that like all the governments have given them power, and they're like they show a bunch of trucks like pulling the Ark out of the mountain and shit, and they just yeah. kind of imply that like once the episode is over, they're all gonna go to Cybertron together, which well, is strange. I guess because at this time they didn't know if they were gonna have a series or not, so yes. they were just like this it is it, it's the, over, the adventures are over, you know they they're it leaving her. the final episode, so they he's do going home. Yeah, it is. It's a weird choice. I mean, like. It's not like it's a 20, 2019 show where, like, they're going to be smart about how they pitch it. You know what I mean? Because, like, it's, it's yeah. just like a shitty toy commercial. So it is weird that they, like, set it up so they could just have this three arc. But, yeah, it's a very weird thing. And then when and we the, uh, next next uh, week when we talk about the next episode, you'll see that, like, they, they roll this back pretty quick. <laughs> Pretend it never happened. But yeah, uh, dude, the, one thing, the one thing I love about – Address it, for, like, for, for a hot second. <laughs> the one thing I love is that uh, – when Spike's writing in his journal about Optimus Prime and how much he cares about his fellow Autobots, he's like, I think he would make a neat president. But I, but then you'd have the, uh, I, I would like to see that and then see the the Autobot birther campaign. <laughs> That'd be great, dude. That's Prime a good point. <laughs> clearly cannot become president. He was cold constructed. He wasn't even bored from the smelting pit. <laughs> so we know, <laughs> so we know Spikes is, is failing civics. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's it. Uh, according to the intro to this episode, that is the last episode of Transformers ever. Yeah. So it's weird that we're it's weird that we're talking about it 35 years later. But um, you know, um, I hope I hope they get more episodes. You know, I hope it would be nice. Uh, I hope get yeah, more further adventures of these of these characters we've we've just come to know and love. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, and also like uh, there's so I love this three part. We're you know we're gonna next week we're gonna move on to like the real episodes when shit starts kind of get more long term. But I do love this one because every every character has at least one scene just so they can put him in the whole thing. Like Trailbreaker has like one line, Huffer has yeah. one line. Even you saw Gears in this episode. He even says something. Gears. Awesome. You know, what I like is uh, oh wait no this is the next episode. The next I'm sorry I'm getting confused. Yeah the next episode is he Gears gets a little saucy with Bumblebee a few times. He gives him shit. Oh yeah, Gears is kind like. of a dick. Yeah, Gears is a bit of a dick. There's no, isn't there a whole episode later on dedicated to Gears being a dick and how the Decepticons <sighs> capture him and make him nice? 
I think that's coming I up. I hope so. I hope so, but man, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, that's that is a great, and we uh, we get that other great moment at the end too. Another like like we're all gonna you know all watch all the Autobots line up and transform and stuff. It's sort of that like you know Avengers Endgame portals moment, but like you know for us as kids, it was like that's why oh, as yeah. a kid that was always the best part. Like when I when I was growing up watching it was just like they're all there, look at them, and now like this is you know it really kind of pumps you up and gets you like. This is a big moment. Now we're gonna go, and we're it. it, it, it I, I'm I'm losing my train. <laughs> it is great. Listen, before we go, I got a very quick story. Uh, when I was a little kid, and this show came out, I told my parents that I wanted the red and blue truck. I was like, I want the red and blue truck. He's a bad motherfucker. Do you know who they oh, want no, home? Oh, I me? know where this is going. Yeah, dude, they bought me gears, like a four dollar <laughs> four dollar gears, and I was like, Jesus what the Christ. fuck is this shit? I think it's a red. <laughs> by the way, they weren't wrong. It's a red and blue truck. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, but. Oh boy, I was a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. I like how they keep the scale in the show too. Like the the, the mini the the mini bots there. There's so much like like half the size of Ironhide or Prowl. Even yeah. though, but they transform into cars and they're still even the car. Like they're still. Yeah, that's the whole thing like, I never got. The, with car, the pickles like, they transform into are that yeah. isn't that much smaller than. <laughs> that's thinking. the whole like yeah the size shift. I mean I don't know if this be size, but I thought that too. It's weird that like you know you couldn't you shouldn't be able to fit like seven Volkswagens inside of one van. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> So uh, for those of you who uh, are following along and listening along, uh, we're working on getting up on the various podcast apps. Also, if you want to watch, uh, you're not you don't own it on a DVD or Blu-ray or you're not pirating it. You can go to Tubi, which is T-U-B-I, which is where they have them all on here right now. And that's where we're watching them uh, as we discuss this. And Tubi, honestly, if you if you know if you're listening to this, chances are you grew up in the 80s and you love you know, those cartoons. Tubi has a is awesome for this stuff. Dude. And they also have the I think they have the whole Transformers run um all the way up through Energon. Through the Headmasters. Oh yeah. And they, yeah, I they think have, they yeah, I'm pretty sure I know they have Beast Wars. I know they have like Machine Wars. I know they got Armada and Robots in Disguise. If you want to put yourself through Robots in Disguise, which I highly <laughs> recommend you don't, because it's fucking horrible but if you want to watch that shit i guess you could do it but you know and then you can <laughs> but yeah they have everything if you want to go through the whole history i think they have the whole unicorn or unicron trilogy from um you know armada energon yeah. whatever that kind of phase was so yeah it's got pretty much everything it's got all the old gi joes it's got the gi joe resolute movie which yeah. is the like pg-13 grown-up gi joe yeah still no tits it's got that gi joe renegades uh reboot which is pretty good it's he-man oh, yeah. uh the voltron is on there oh yeah yeah. Pretty solid. I'll watch it. I know we gotta go, but there's also the uh, the Cybertron Netflix series. It's supposed to come pretty soon, so hopefully. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be discussing that. We'll be uh, we'll be oh. we'll, we got we got more planned as we go along here. But until until next time, Transformers fans. Uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you for uh, the next episode. Hopefully, hopefully this mini series gets picked up and turns into a series, and then we'll 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 continue yeah. to talk. Hopefully, about it. man. We'll see. I'm pulling yeah. for it. Yep. I'm pulling for these GoBots. They're gonna call. Yeah, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Craig, I'll see you next week, buddy. Yep.